Hello, thank you for joining me on part three of the River series, and I've entitled this episode Prophetic Streams. Prophetic Streams, we're talking about prophetic insight, and I'm going to wait a minute for some people to jump on, but I'm going to begin with prayer, and we're going to begin to pray that God would just take the blinders off of Christians and unbelievers alike, that we would see into the spirit realm, that we would see into the prophetic realm to see those things that we can't see with our natural eyes, with our natural vision. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for another day of life, first and foremost, Lord, but we thank you for the giftings, the abilities, uh, and all the things that you've placed inside of us through your Holy Spirit. Through your Spirit, you've, you've given us new life. You've transformed us. You've caused us to become born again. Now we want to use these giftings. We want to use these abilities that we have because of you, because of your spirit. We want to use these things to do your work, Lord, to live out and and operate in the ministry that you've given each and every one of us, Lord. And your scriptures say that all can prophesy. We can all prophesy. So we want to learn about prophecy tonight, Lord. Open our eyes Open our minds, help us to open our minds to the prophetic realm, to the spirit realm, and see past what is in the natural. There's so much uh, that that attempts to block us from seeing in the spirit, from seeing this prophetic realm, whether it be the spirit of religion, and we break the spirit of religion, we break the power of that spirit right now in Jesus' name, whether it be the natural carnal mind, Lord, we come against it right now. We come against anything that stands in the way of us receiving prophetic insight tonight. Holy Spirit, have your way. Anoint my words and speak what you have to speak through my lips, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's begin. So thank you for joining me as we continue the River Series. And the River Series um, is a series that I started to teach people the ways of God, to teach people how to live, how to live in the Holy Spirit, how to live in the river, the river of living water. And Jesus talked about how rivers of living water would flow from us, from our belly, from within us, as we would put our faith in him, as we would believe on Jesus, these rivers of living water would flow. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will never leave you alone. The Lord will never leave you or forsake you. And we need to remember that, that the Holy Spirit is always there to give us peace and to bring us joy, even in the hardest and most difficult of times. <laughs> And, you know, I testified today to someone and told them no matter what's going on around us, as long as you have peace on the inside, that's what matters. As long as you have peace on the inside. And the only way you're going to have that supernatural peace that passes all understandings, all, un all understanding in spite of your circumstances is to have the Holy Spirit living within. So out of any river, out of any river, there are streams that flow out from it. And just like the Holy Spirit is a river that flows through us and out of us, streams, prophetic streams, which is prophetic insight, that's a good word picture, prophetic streams flow out of us 
and those streams are prophetic insight that we should um, that we should hold on to, that we should grasp onto, and we should begin to understand those prophetic streams that flow from us. So please turn with me as we think on this subject of prophetic streams, prophetic insight, to Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining me, brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining me, those who have jumped on already. And I want to tell you, uh, before we read this scripture, there's a new, uh, there's a new emblem there's a new badge that you can get as you interact on my page here, on my public figure page. And it's like a little trophy with a star on it for those who engage the most. So I would encourage you to engage, to leave comments, questions, prayer requests. I would love to see those things posted there on the screen. Thank you so much. And I would love to pray for you and partner with you in prayer. So Revelation 19.10 says this, I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, see that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now let's listen to that part again. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. In the beginning of verse 10, the angel who appeared to John tells John not to worship him, but to worship God instead. No created being, such as an angel or a man, a common man, should be worshipped. Jesus is the God-man. He is fully man and fully God at the same time. And he is the only one that we should worship. God the Son and God the Father are the only ones that are to be worshipped. Let's remember that. Then the angel says something of great importance in reference to prophecy. He says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So for years I pondered what that meant. What exactly did this phrase mean? And I wanted understanding on it. But one day I shared my testimony with someone. As I shared my testimony about what Jesus had done in my life, a prophetic atmosphere had been created. And that prophetic atmosphere had been created because of my testimony, because of what I had shared about what Jesus had done in my life. So you see, in Old Testament times, a servant of the Lord would usually prophesy because the word of the Lord was first declared to them. You see the same phrase being repeated again and again throughout the Old Testament pertaining to the prophets. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah, and the word of the Lord came to Ezekiel, and the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, and so on. In these New Testament times, prophecy is received and delivered a bit differently. Now, John 7.38, again, I'm going to read this, says, Whoever believes in me, as the Spirit has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Some translations say, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, or from within you will flow rivers of living water. But we get the point. As New Testament saints, we have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, although there are those who do still hear the Lord speak audibly, it's rare. So it's very rare to hear the audible voice of God, even as someone who's called to be a prophet in our times. 
So let's remember that as well. And that's, that's good to know, especially when you're trying to discern something that you've heard and you want to know if it's from the Lord or not. So today the word of the Lord isn't declared to us as much as it's received from within our hearts. And then out of relationship with Jesus, we discern what he is speaking that we may deliver the word of the Lord. So prophetic utterances have been neglected and even despised in the churches throughout America. And we're going to talk about this. It's so important that we talk about the prophetic, and there's not nearly enough teaching on it. There's not nearly enough spoken about on the topic of the prophetic. And in these places where prophecy has been shut down by church leaders, there are still streams bursting forth. Hallelujah. Yes, when we read the book of Joel and we go into Joel 2, it talks about these manifestations of the, the Holy Spirit being poured out in the last days. Prophesy and tongues, tongues, people being filled with the Spirit. Prophesy, prophesying and seeing dreams and visions. Hallelujah. Dreams and visions. This is pr prophetic. We're talking about the prophetic realm here. There will also... There will always be a faithful remnant of believers who desire spiritual gifts. Uh, a brother in Christ who I'm close to in a, in a church locally is now teaching a class or a course, I should say, on the spiritual gifts. And there's, so, there's uh, quite a few people who have joined that class. And it's good to see those who still desire spiritual gifts. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, Paul encourages the Corinthians to desire prophecy. Out of all the spiritual gifts, we're to desire prophecy more than any other gift, and that's for a reason. Why is it that many times the leaders in our churches or in our ministries don't encourage us to prophesy? They don't encourage us to look into prophetic things. Now, I'm going to tell you why. So turn with me first <clears throat> to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 19 through 22. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 19 and 22, or through 22. So it starts out, do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good, abstain from every form of evil. So verse 19, verse 19 and verse 20 are connected here. And they're connected because despising prophecies quenches the spirit. There's a reason why those two scriptures are written together, why they're connected. When you shut down prophecy, you're quenching the spirit. You're resisting the spirit. You're resisting the Lord. And we're not supposed to resist the Lord. We're supposed to resist the enemy and he shall flee from us. While pastors and leaders across our nation ask God why they haven't seen him move among their congregation, they're asking the wrong question. They're asking the wrong question. The real question they should be asking is, Lord, when was it that I began to despise prophecy? When we shut out the prophetic realm, it's difficult to discern the direction in which these things 
are moving in the direction the Holy Spirit is moving. It's hard to discern what the Holy Spirit is speaking and how he's moving if you shut down prophecy and you don't want to hear about the prophetic. Many times without even realizing it, we lead as if we don't need to hear the Holy Spirit at all. When in fact, in each moment, we're desperate for him. And as Americans, we live in a land of excess in most cases. There are poor people here. There are people that are impoverished here that, that don't have enough food, that don't have enough, enough clothing. I'm not saying there aren't poor uh, poor people living in the United States. But what I am saying is we are a country who isn't exactly desperate for a lot of things. But we need to realize our desperation for God and our desperation to hear his word spoken to us each and every day. So verse 21 goes on to test, to say, test all things. Paul is reminding the Thessalonians to test prophecies and hold fast what is good. Verse 22 says, abstain from every form of evil. I believe this is where we should start when testing prophecy. First, does the prophecy reflect the character and nature of God? And I'm going to give you keys on how to discern prophecies or prophetic words. So please take notes. Okay, bring this back to your ministry. Bring this back to your pastor or your church. I really believe that we need to start opening our minds, our hearts, and our spirits to the prophetic. And here are keys on how to discern a prophetic word and how to know it's from God or whether it's from the enemy or, or our own minds. So first, does the prophecy reflect the character and nature of God? That's number one. Number two. Does it edify? 1 Corinthians 14.3 says that prophecy is meant to edify, exhort, and comfort. Is it edifying, exhorting, or comforting the hearer or hearers? Number three, does it glorify Jesus? Remember, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Is it glorifying God? Is it glorifying Jesus? That's another thing we need to ask when we're discerning whether these things, these words are from God. Fourth, number four, did the word come true? A sign of a prophet or one of the signs of a prophet is, is there's a high level of accuracy with a prophetic word or the prophetic words that are being released by this person. And I want to tell you, when I first got around the prophetic or people that call themselves prophets, and there's now now let me discern and or divide rightly divide this here when I speak uh, this information I want to tell you there's prophetic people and then there's prophets they're two totally different things a prophet is someone who has a high level of accuracy no one is 100% accurate in the prophetic but a prophet is going to have a higher level of accuracy a prophetic person the Bible says we can all prophesy, prophesy, we can all prophesy, and we should desire the gift of prophecy, that we should prophesy, that we should desire to prophesy, because people are going to get saved through prophesying. 
people are going to see that there's something supernatural here. There's something here that God has given us, that, ha that God has imparted to us, and we're, we begin to operate. We begin to operate in this gift. The people see, look, God is here. God is moving through this. It's a sign for the unbeliever. Just as Paul talked about tongues being a sign for the unbeliever, but Paul also said prophecy is a greater gift because in prophecy, you're calling out a mystery. You're, you're discerning something that's a mystery. You're discerning something that no one knows except God and that person, and that's why it's a catalyst for salvation. It's a catalyst to get people saved, to show them there's something greater than just what's here in the natural. So number five, does the Spirit of God within you bear witness? Does the Spirit of God within you bear witness? When you hear that word, does the Spirit of God rise up within you and testify this is true? The Spirit of God is called the Spirit of Truth. There's many different names for the Holy Spirit, but the Spirit of Truth will testify of truth. There will be a peace within you when you hear that word. There are different ways the Holy Spirit ministers to us, but you will know inside, usually, that a word is true when the Holy Spirit testifies of it or to it. For this one, you really need to have a relationship with Jesus, though. I want to tell you, you should have that intimate relationship with Jesus, and as you uh, cultivate that relationship, the Holy Spirit will begin to speak to you in ways that other people don't necessarily know about. And the Holy Spirit is personal. He may speak to you or, or lead you or nudge you in a certain direction or in a certain way that he doesn't for the next person. That's why it's so important to form this relationship, to cultivate and to, to develop this relationship in your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. So spiritual maturity and intimacy with God is how you become sensitive to the Spirit's witness. So as some, some may say, practice the presence. I've heard that term. Practice the presence. I honestly didn't know how to feel about that, that phrase when I first heard it, because it kind of sounded to me like someone was was uh, producing the presence of God, and you can't produce something that is from the Lord. The Lord has to agree to be there to manifest his presence, but faith moves God to action. So I want to say that faith stirs up the presence of God, and when you call on his name, when you call on the name of Jesus, the presence of God will be there ministering to you. If there's sin that's getting in the way, repent of it, get clean, and continue to have that relationship. Okay, now on to number six. And we can't forget this one. Does it line up with the word of God? Does it line up with the word of God? Of course, we can't use this for every prophetic word. For example, if if the Holy Spirit tells me to go down to 7-Eleven, you know, there's no 7-Eleven in the Bible. Okay, it's not there. It's not going to be in Scripture. But... Um, there are other things and other ways that we can test what the Holy Spirit is saying, even when something isn't in Scripture. Is the thing that God is leading me to do when I'm at that 7-Eleven 
of the character and nature of God. If God's leading me down there to witness to someone, to preach the gospel to them, obviously the Great Commission is in the Bible. So there, there we go. It lines up with the word of God. But we're always to test the prophetic with the word of God. Does it line up? Most of what God speaks, you should be able to confirm with the word. But for the things you can't, again, develop your spiritual sensitivity by spending time with Jesus. That's the number one way you're going to discern good from evil, God from the devil, God from your carnal nature and your flesh. The word is one. The spirit is another. Those are two ways. The two, the two ways that we need to discern by the spirit and by the word. So by doing so, the Spirit will lead you in truth and confirm the word by bearing witness to it as we already have spoken about. Recently, I heard someone bring up a great topic having to do with prophecy, and that person claimed that God wouldn't have anyone deliver a word about someone dying or about a tragic event taking place. And I have to say that these prophetic types of warnings aren't very common in New Testament times, but they do happen. Some of the most prophetic people that I know or have heard of in the earth do release prophetic warnings at certain times when there is something at stake that we need to watch out for. And recently I was warned, or, or a few months ago I was warned about a situation that could take place. The Lord spoke directly to my spirit about someone uh, possibly being in a car accident, even spoke to me in detail how it would happen. And, you know, at first I didn't know if it was the enemy, so I prayed into it and I felt that it was of the Lord. So I began to pray against this accident and said, just protect this person, Lord, protect them. I asked that you just encircle them with your angels and prevent this accident save them they weren't they aren't i don't believe they're born again so i said save them from this accident and draw them unto yourself by the power of your holy spirit and the person was in a terrible accident just a few weeks ago but they did not die they were shook up a little bit but they didn't have any major injuries praise god and a lot of times god is going to release a warning like that like a like that accident uh that's a good example or he's going to re release that kind of word because he wants us to pray against what the enemy is trying to do. The assignment that the enemy has on that person's life or has on a certain country, city, or on a, on a people group, a ministry, a business. The Lord will show us these things so we can pray against those things and pray that those people would repent and turn from their sin and that they wouldn't have to faith, face the wrath of God. So the word, again, needs to confirm prophecy. I just need to continue to re repeat that. The word and the spirit need to confirm your prophecy. So sometimes God allows us to know these things before they happen so we can pray for a different outcome. And when a word is delivered, that person would repent, that they would repent and turn from sin. So before I close in prayer, there's one more subject I have to warn you about when it comes to prophetic words that are being released, and that's tainted words. So when is a word tainted? A word becomes tainted when it's released from a soulish place. 
What I mean is when it's released from mind, will, and emotions. That's our carnal side. That's our carnal nature. The soul is the soul consists of mind, will, and emotions. So some leaders release tainted words to manipulate and control their members. And by doing so, they enter the realm of witchcraft. They actually enter the realm of witchcraft because they're trying to control the situation. They're trying to control the person. You also taint a word when, you're, when your desire to prophesy is greater than your desire for relationship with Jesus. A person can be deceived when prophecy becomes an idol. This is when the person wants the word more than anything else. And this can open them up to the demonic forces at work in that situation. So what I mean is, instead of seeking Jesus and having the prophecy come out of that relationship and that encounter they have with Jesus that day, they just say, I need a word. I need a word. I need a word. And they don't care where that word comes from. Sometimes an enemy spirit can speak a word and that person can declare it and decree it and speak it over someone. But it may not truly be from God because they made that prophetic word an idol before the Lord. So just in case you didn't know, demons speak too. And this is why we must know God and not only about him. We must know him not only about the Lord. So now I'd like to pray with you that the Lord would open you up to the prophetic realm. Hallelujah. That you might receive insight and that so you may prophesy regularly as a byproduct, as a byproduct of relationship with him. And, you know, people a lot of times will ask me, Alex, how do you prophesy? How do you see uh, the demonstration of miracles. How do you see signs and wonders and all these beautiful things that happen from the manifestation of the Holy Spirit? And I see them as a byproduct of relationship with Jesus. If we're seeking him, we're going to have prophetic dreams and visions. And I'm going to pray that the Lord opens that up for you. I'm going to pray that you begin to see prophetic dreams and visions. I'm going to pray that you begin to prophesy as the Lord has commanded, the Lord has spoken to us that we should prophesy. I'm going to pray that God opens you up to the prophetic realm, to the spiritual realm. That you can look past what you see in the flesh, what your mind sees, what your eyes see in your carnality. And that you begin to see what is at, all, what is at work, what is all around us. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Let's just begin to pray in the spirit. And then I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to pray that the Lord just opens you up to the prophetic and begins to activate you, that you may speak words. Hallelujah. That you may speak words that are from the mouth of Jesus. Sito rambabashata. Kibopo sambabashindo rombobo shatarabasheto. Kabasando rombo sabayendo rambashindo. Lord, I just pray that you would activate, Lord God, activate each person that's watching or will watch this later in the prophetic, Lord, that they would speak your words, Lord, that they would declare and decree and release prophetic words, Lord, that would make an impact on people's lives, that would draw them unto salvation, that it would be a sign for the unbeliever. Lord, that it would edify, exhort, and comfort as you have spoken in your word that prophecy should be, Lord. Lord, open up the minds of the pastors that have shut down 
prophecy in their churches and their ministries. Lord, open up their hearts and help them to see that the word of God declares that they are not to despise prophecies. And in by doing so, and by doing so, they quench the spirit. Holy Spirit, right now, just fill us up. Fill up each person watching. Lord, in the outflow, the overflow, that the overflow would be the manifestation of tongues and prophecy and many other spiritual gifts, Lord, that are being imparted right now. Oh, yes, Lord, we thank you, Lord. Oh, I feel your spirit moving, Lord. I feel you moving on hearts right now. I feel you moving, Lord God, touching spirits, your spirit touching people's spirits right now. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, raise up a new generation of prophets. Raise up a new generation of evangelists. Raise up a new uh, a new breed, Lord God, new hybrids, Lord God, that will cross over and be apostolic pastors, prophetic pastors, Lord. Hallelujah. Prophetic evangelists, Lord. Teachers, Lord God. Equip the fivefold ministry. Give them a fresh infilling, Lord. Release a fresh infilling in Jesus' name right now. For each minister that's watching, for each, each priest hallelujah we're all a royal priesthood i ask that you would release to them your power right now god empower your people and draw those who don't know you unto yourself i break every bit of oppression every burden hallelujah every demonic force off of you in jesus name right now i break every bit of uh bit of oppression that has moved in to try to take a hold of your mind, your emotions, your will, and, and those spiritual things, Lord. Hallelujah. I just speak to those things in these people right now, and I break their power in Jesus' name. I break demonic forces in Jesus' name. You must flee. I cancel every assignment of the enemy over your life, over your family, over your business, over your ministry. I cancel the assignment of the enemy, and I ask Lord God, that you would release the divine destiny that you have for each and every person. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. I break addictions right now by the power and authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, of my Lord Jesus Christ. I break every bit of, of you know, and I'm, right now I'm just sensing the spirit. I'm just going off of what the spirit is is showing me, but there, is, there are many lusts and, and things that people have indulged themselves in. That I just, I just believe and I decree that God is reversing those things right now. He's going to begin to give you a hunger and a thirst for the things of God. And he's going to help you to put down those things that you've lusted after for far too long that you thought would satisfy, but they're not satisfying. The Holy Spirit is coming in to satisfy you right now. The Holy Spirit is flooding in. Those rivers of living water are beginning to flow out of you as you place your faith in Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord. And if you'd like to give your life to Jesus tonight, follow me in this prayer. And say this prayer with me as you begin to, to pray. I know you're going to sense the power of God. And if, even if you don't feel anything at all, it's your opportunity. It's your opportunity to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and become a child of God. Say this prayer with me and believe it in your heart, most importantly. Father God, I believe that Jesus is your son. 
I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, and purify me by your precious blood. Jesus, I believe that you rose from the grave and that you live forevermore. Lord, give me all that I need. Lord, release to me strength and wisdom, courage, and all that I need to follow you. I commit my life to you and all that I am. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you said that prayer, you're now a son or a daughter of the Most High King. Hallelujah. You're a son or a daughter of God. And I pray that you continue to walk this walk with Jesus. Ask him to speak to you. Get in your Bible. Begin to read your word. Get around other Christians that are serious about following Jesus. And if you have any questions or prayer requests, please leave them in the comment section. And I'd love to pray for you. But get connected and begin to cultivate and develop that intimate relationship with Jesus that I was talking about. Have a great night and thank you all who support me. You're able to give by sending stars down at the bottom. You can uh, hit the star button and purchase stars and send them. They're one cent per star. So 50 of them is 50 cents. 100 of them is one dollar and, and so on. Hallelujah. So you can give that way. You can give through Venmo, Cash App, and I'll post. I will post uh, comments on other ways that you can give if you want to sow into the work that I'm doing. But thank you so much for supporting. Keep your eyes to the skies and your hands to the plow. God bless.